Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter Dante Olson was invited officially to the NFL Combine. He is one of eight FCS players that got an invite to the Combine. Three from Rhode Island. Island. That's pretty impressive. Rhode Island finished, I think, either last or second to last in the CAA this year. Is this right? Do I have this right? Rhode Island is the smallest state? You've got it right. Nailed it. Uh, th- that's that's remarkable to have three guys from the same team go into the combine. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, not just a team and not just an FCS team, a bad FCS team. <laughs> right. Hey, James Madison, three guys still be impressive. What were you t- you you were telling me? Uh, was it Shane Collins High School team? How stacked they were and went two and yeah, nine. Yeah, Shane Collins' like high school team. I write a bio on Shane Collins, who's arguably the greatest high school athlete in the history of the state of Montana, and at Bozeman High School. Shane Collins, Corey Widmer, who went on to be a seven- or eight-year starter at middle linebacker for the New York Giants. Shane Collins himself started for the Washington Redskins as a rookie. Injuries derailed his career. But two guys who were drafted in the top 100 picks in the NFL draft, as well as a couple other guys who went on to be all Big Sky players at at Montana State, Won two games at Bozeman High School in 1987. It's one of the great anomalies in the history of high school football in, in uh, Montana. Uh, well, okay. Fast forward to the present day. Uh, what, I think I, again. I think 300, like 336 guys go to the combine. Uh, 44 linebackers, which Dante Olson has won, and there are only two guys from the Big Sky Conference going. Dante Olson and here's my best shot, Charlie. Taum Opeau, Opeau, touchdown, Charlie. If we could, uh, Taum Opeau. There you go. Yeah, the uh, outstanding tight end from Portland State. Who, uh, if you paid attention to the Portland State game uh, or or uh, just the team in general, you know about 
uh, touchdown, Charlie. But he is, from a body standpoint, as you say all the time, that's what they look like. Uh, he's uh, he's he's got the other guy that got to go to the combine. There's what I mean, seven rounds times thirty-two plus a couple of extras, but two hundred sixty picks. Two hundred sixty picks. There's about 80 more guys at the combine, roughly, right. than what are going to actually be drafted. That there's said, also some guys that didn't get invited to the combine; they're going to be drafted for sure. I, I can't remember the young man's name, but the guy who's the—I think he's considered the number one corner in the Big 12. He's Oklahoma's number one corner. Okay. When the invites went out, they obviously send the invites to the the premier premier schools first. So Oklahoma was one of the first schools to receive their invites, and this kid didn't get it, and he was blowing up Twitter about it, and then everybody else was blowing up Twitter about it too. But I think the kid will almost certainly get drafted. And so th- there is some on the other side of this thing too. No doubt. And, there, I mean, there's always teams – this is where you go for everybody to basically to be there at one time. But teams have their board, and they, whether you're at the combine or not, uh, you know, they're, they're going to put that thing together the way they want to put it together regardless of whether you're, you're at the combine. But certainly the, 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 the top – this is the place to be. We all we understand the deal. The other thing, though, beyond the drafting, is there's probably double, if not more, the number of guys that get drafted that that pick up free agent, you know, contracts to go in and you know go to mini camps. And I'm not even talking about just the rookie mini camps, which are a one in forty shot, if that that you even get through to the mini camp. But you're talking about. It's not preferred walk on, but it's 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 a preferred free agent essentially that guys get that aren't drafted. So there's plenty of those going around, and just about everybody that goes to the combine is at minimum going to have something like that. I mean that's that's pretty standard. Not to say nothing of you know top top one first or second round draft pick. I'm excited about this though because I think this is an acknowledgement of of a couple of things. The awards that you get at the FCS level are usually an acknowledgement of productivity. And going through the combine is an acknowledgement of you as a football player in relation to the rest of the country. And I don't know who puts together the list. I don't know how they decide this guy, this guy, this guy. Certainly if you have X number of war- awards, uh, that's benefit. I mean, to have won the Buck Buchanan award could do nothing but benefit your chances of being invited. But Tyrone Holmes won the Buck Buchanan Award for the University of Montana, was not invited uh, to the Combine. And there's I, – I, who was the last Grizzly to go to Jordan a Combine? Trim. Jordan Tripp. Okay. Yep. So uh, who didn't who – Who's older, Jordan Tripp or Tremaine Johnson? Jordan Tripp is. Yeah. So, true, true was a senior so two, in 2011. Those two guys went. And, uh, and by the way, Jordan Tripp did not win the Buck Buchanan Award, but still got to go. So – Point being, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's great. There's a level of acknowledgement merely in being invited uh, to this thing. The other thing is, this is a place where occasionally a guy can completely make hay, and their draft stock can go way up. Sometimes it can go the other way, work against you. But here's what I think: Dante Olson is just invariably, if you're coming from the FCS, you're going to be. In the in the 
I mean, they don't rank the guys, you know what I mean? But there's not a level of expectation about what you're going to do over and against everybody else compared to some guys who, if you take the the the, the top five projected linebackers, and I don't know who they are, but whatever, there's a level of expectation about what you're going to do in the 40, in the, in the vertical jump, and all of that stuff. Whereas if you're not in that group, if you're one of the, you know, bottom 20 or last 20 or however you want to talk about it linebackers in the room show me what you got but i don't think guys are there you know looking and anticipating and then there's an opportunity then for you to do something that they go whoa 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 wait a minute you how high can you jump how fast can you run and i don't know what dante olson's gonna do you and i have heard people talk about some of the numbers that he's posted in season which by the way is not the time really to do things like combine drills i mean this is what you're training for now so that you can maximize that come the end of this month and early march when the actual combine happens but that are going to be presumably very impressive i don't know what dante olson's 40 is going to be i think that is going to be um a a major question but in terms of his vertical and maybe something like a three cone drill i think he's going to do very well at this thing in a lot of ways so we'll, we'll the, the numbers will be what they are you gotta love the combine though Cole, because this is like track for you like oh, yeah, it's absolutely. the number you you ran what you ran man you jumped as high as you jumped you did the drill as good as you did the drill. you benched as many as you did and that's it that's your number so let's see where you're at i think sometimes NFL executives get drunk on combine numbers. There's Definitely. there's some dudes who are just really good at the tests or who just have freakish athleticism. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean you're good at football. I mean, DK Metcalf really proved me wrong the second half of the year and into the playoffs this year. I was were, I mean, he was kind of the guy that was the the red flag of this last draft of a guy that he was the combine hero. He's, he's a combine freak. Yeah. But you're like, well, bro, why didn't you do anything at Ole mm-hmm. Miss then? And can you actually do anything in the league? Maybe you're just not good at football. But then he turned out to be also good at football. John, your boy John Ross is another example. He runs the fast forty in history and has caught what two passes in his yeah, NFL I mean, career. He's, he, he's, he's been, been injured, yeah, but but that's part right. of it. That's part of it. But I, I think that, like I said off the top of the show, sometimes when guys get invited to, uh, I actually oftentimes guys get invited to the combine out of the FCS ranks. There's a lot of and apprehension attached to that invite Mm -hmm. personally and from people that are supporting them when Cooper Cup gets invited he's got 440 catches and 2 million yards and 100 (laughs) touchdowns I mean he really I mean really he's the all-time leader in the history of college football and receiving catches yards and touchdowns so his production is uncomparable there there is no one that's better than him ever so there's this thought then that going to the combine, almost anything he could do is going to do nothing but hurt him. And there's this perception that he's this, you know, as they always tease on the shows, the hardworking you know, overachiever from a small school. And Cup didn't run any sort of insane 40. He just kind of did exactly what maybe was the baseline of neither success or failure. He ran, I think, a 4-6 and some change. Not elite fast by any means, but also... Not brutally slow. I mean, you go out there and run four seven four eight. Nada. You're not getting drafted, probably. So he did exactly what he needed to do. But the thing about this Dante Olson invite is that I think that the production is is eye opening. Yeah. But I think that 
Dante Olson's physical skills, as well as his personal makeup, are going to do nothing but help his draft stock rise. And I can't wait to see it. I mean, I've heard 40-plus inch vertical. That'll open some eyes, certainly. I've heard that he runs a sub 4-6. Running sub 4-6 at the Champion Center, running sub 4-6 at the Accu track at the NFL Combine when you're in your underwear and every executive and every head coach in the league is watching is a whole different Two game. Two different things, yep. But, I mean... If he could do it. If he can do it, he can do it. And the other thing I think that he's got to do is he's just got to focus on his own numbers because there's going to be dudes that are going to have untouchable numbers. I mean, who's who's the kid from LSU that got drafted by the Bucks in the top ten? I don't know. Last year, his combine was was insane. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're not going to do that. But, well, of course, but you're also your your goal here isn't to be presumably. I mean, maybe it's but you're you're not a top ten draft pick. You're not a first round draft. No, pick. right. You 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 are there to make one team or two teams go wow. We got to get this guy. He sure. has to make you have to make a board somewhere along the line. And if they go, okay, that that's better than what most of the guys are doing. Here's a guy we absolutely need to keep an eye on. And as this draft shapes up, you know, a lot of these guys, it's not about were you good enough to get drafted or not. Anybody that look, I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. Anybody that's done fantasy football, you sit there and the draft as it happens. All of a sudden, you had you would have never picked this guy as a wide receiver, and then you go, "Oh my goodness, there's nobody left. I got to get a wide receiver. We got to get this guy in here." But consequently, the tight end, who's probably eight times better than the wide receiver, doesn't get taken. All I'm saying is that happens in reality too, in the actual draft, where teams are going and they're sitting there going, "Well, we were going to draft this guy all day long in the sixth round, but all of a sudden we looked up and there wasn't a safety left to take." And we had to get a safety in here, so we used that pick on a safety who we didn't have nearly as high on our board. I mean, that stuff happens because of the the the, the draft itself is a dynamic thing that is in motion and malleable and shifts from the time it starts to the time it ends. So you being, quote-unquote, good enough to be drafted is is part of it, but in the back half of the draft, it's really a lot more about how the picks go at times than it is about you as a player. But at the end of the day, if you can be the 12th or 14th linebacker on a team's board, as opposed to the 33rd or 34th linebacker on a team's board, I mean, that is the diff. I mean, that's all the, you know, and I don't know how many, you know, I don't know how deep this thing goes for presumably 44 plus however many more you got. So, I mean, the linebacker board is probably 70 dudes, right? I mean, on, on any of these, on any given NFL draft board, how where can you get on somebody's board? Because just like the, the Dallas Cowboys could put Dante Olsen at 18, you know, and the Cleveland Browns could have him at 53. Right. And that happens all the time. And that's why that's when you hear these execs go, man, we couldn't believe we got this guy here. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The one thing that's going to hurt Don Tillson completely aside from his performance is the fact that the position that he plays, it's a position of low demand in terms of other positions, especially when you're talking about drafting guys. Right. Guys that are proportionally compared to the their peers at the position, not even close to as good at corner and left tackle, are going to just go ahead of you in the draft if you're an inside linebacker. Yes. Especially because so much of what he's going to have to do in terms of making a roster is going to come after the draft. It's going to come in camp. And so a lot of times, a lot of teams are just not going to waste a draft. Not waste is the wrong word, but they're not going to use a draft pick on an inside linebacker if they can get other really coveted positions. So that's something that is completely outside of his control. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I have always found fascinating is these guys work out really hard all, all year round. And I think that... Matt Nicholson at Montana is doing a great job as the strength coach at the University of Montana. And I think the last two years since Coach Houck has been back, the first two days of fall camp when they're just in, in shells, the guys look great. I mean, they look really physically good. And so I'm not trying to uh, knock the strength training programs at either Montana or Montana State. But that said, training in season with your team in football or out of season in the offseason, during spring ball, whatever it might be, there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. First of all, second of all, we've talked about this on and off the air. These guys are living on really, really, really limited budgets. Even if you're a full scholarship athlete like Dante Olson has been, you don't have a ton of money to spend on food and and proper nutrition. You're probably living on 200, 250 bucks a month for groceries. And if you're trying to get calories, that oftentimes means you're not probably pounding the, the most organic, delicious things. One of the most fascinating parts I've seen is guys that even that were very physically formidable when their season gets done they go somewhere else to train this happened with Alex Singleton at Montana State both Sandlin about mm-hmm. Montana State both incredibly physically gifted guys certainly but they come back and they got muscles you've never seen before they got six packs <laughs> right and a part of it I mean and that's another thing that you, you, you got to say is that Dante Olson's been clean living for his whole time here for I think, sure and I think that is a huge advantage as well no doubt. But I mean, like Alex Singleton, I mean, he's a friend of mine, so I can say this. He told me, yeah, man, like, I got a six-pack now because I just went and trained in California for 20 weeks. And I didn't have a single beer. Yeah. And so that, it helps you. But what I'm saying is that Dante Olson's training down in California right now, and even all the tests he might have done here at the University of Montana and, and what his best numbers to this point are, they could be even greater when he goes down. And I mean, he hasn't been training to run specifically just the 40 like Troy Shaw, for example, Troy Shaw down in Florida, he's this, the the forty guru. Everybody thought Brock Coyle was just going to be this incredibly slow dude. He's a hitter. He's a tough guy. He's slow. Well, he goes and runs a four five four on his pro day because he went and trained with Troy Shaw. He knows how to run. That's what's going to happen with Dante Olson, I think. 
going into this process. And, and this is the great irony of this, is that the reason these guys, this doesn't happen during football season is because, hello, they're learning how to play football. They are preparing right. for assignments and gaps and all, you know, all, all, the, all the schemes and everything in the studying that you do. And certainly you work on your physical body all the way through. You have to. But a lot of it is recovery stuff and everything like that. The irony of this is that these guys are trying to get great at track and field. <laughs> So that then they can go try and play football. Whereas, you know, if they had two months to just get even better at football, it would probably ultimately benefit them at least as a player later on more. But you're right to go there and work on how many times can I get this bench up? How fast can I run? How do I get out of a block quickly out of the blocks in terms of a track track blocks, Uh, all, all that stuff? That's the stuff you're working on. And so to work on that and work on it exclusively as your job, a.k.a., you know, at this point, you're going to you're going to post. The only thing is, presumably, basically everybody else is doing that same thing, too. So, you, you know, you know, all the numbers are trying to hit high water marks in three days in Indianapolis. We'll see if they're able to do that. Uh, Tutel Nuwana is 1029 ESPN Radio. One last thing here, Coulter. Lance Zerline, who writes for NFL Network, uh, has put together. You know, they put these bios out on these, you know, all of the guys who are going to the combine and say what they're good at. And he's got an overview and then it gives strengths and weaknesses. And the strengths are, you know, early diagnosis plus recognition, great feel, discipline. He's a tackling machine, uh, great instincts, lateral agility to contort and ensnare cutback runners. Excellent, excellent work. I'm, I'm convinced this is so much more about being a good writer. But that's just my one of the greatest Dan Patrick show sticks that there is is when they have guys that are like all pro players read. read the, yes, like JJ things. Watt reading his thing. He's never read it before. He's doing yeah. this on live radio. Is hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, but the weaknesses: speed deficient, which straight line speed okay, but it says loses angles to runners in sideline pursuit. Look, I realize it's FCS football. Okay. One of the greatest things that Dante Olsen does as a football player that I've watched him is absolutely win the angles race exactly. to the sideline to get guys that normally he wouldn't, you know, any other linebacker would never be able to touch. So this to me is ironic. This is more of a re- reflection maybe of the senior, you know, he probably watch him for one week at the senior bowl and all that kind of stuff or whatever it was. Uh, th- this is not wholly accurate. And again, I understand like you're you're playing in honey at the FCS level compared to what it is in the NFL, okay? The speed it's not even it's not even comparable. So I'm not saying he's just going to go track down, you know, any running back in the league the way he does here, but that's certainly not a knock if you've watched him play football. I mean, you can't say that at this point to me. So anyway, we can put that on the side. We'll see. But it will be fun to have Dante Olson at the combine and and see what numbers get put up, and to be seen by all 32 teams, multiple guys, presumably interviews and all that stuff, to be a known commodity in that sense. Sometimes it's just about getting in a room and having that feel, having that uh, space with the team. This overview, I'll read you the overview because you read the weaknesses. Tall, angular, inside linebacker who's slightly below average by athletic measurements, but way above average when it comes to see ball, get ball. True. Olsen is an instinctive, skilled hunter who feels... Play development and takes wide angles to the football. He's a heavy striker and a fundamentally sound tackler in the open takes field. Winning angles. Oh, winning angles. Excuse me. Uh, he's a heavy striker and a fundamentally sound tackler in the open field. The question is whether he can overcome a lack of twitch or NFL pursuit speed. 
He's smart and productive. And that could be enough to land him on a roster despite where he is drafted. And that's why the combine invite is huge for Dante yeah. Olson because every negative thing that is said in this synopsis, he can he can at least not put to rest, but say he, there's enough strengths here to make me. And he can also lot. just buck the notion. I mean, below average athletic measurements, if he has above average athletic measurements or elite athletic measurements, people will start to rethink yeah. it because they already see the football player that he is. Stu tell I'd like to point out one thing. Yes, David. Dante Olson in the combine. The best thing that he has going for him in getting this invite is that he has the opportunity to talk to every single NFL official. Mm-hmm. He gets to show his character and what kind of guy he is. He's been on the show multiple times. Coulter's interacted w- with him all the time. He's a great kid. And these are things that NFL executives are looking for, especially for guys that are like, dying to make an NFL roster. They want to see a guy right. who loves football. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, It's a great point, David, because if you're talking about bringing a guy on to be the 48th guy on your roster, the 52nd guy on your roster, you are not looking for anything that even resembles a red flag when it comes to anything like character or anything other than just the pure desire to play, and he will be five-star across the board in all of that stuff. That's a great point. Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. I, the last segment, I know you got more. I just have one more okay. in terms of the, right. the character thing. His his character is impeccable, and I think some some teams will love that. There's a certain element where they want you to be really edgy, and I really I, I wonder how he navigates that part. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to do anything about it. Yeah, he's just who he is. He's, he's not happy. an edgy. He's not an edgy guy, but it doesn't make him soft. That's a rarity. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that play that don't have an edge that also cannot harness an edge. He can. That's what makes him different than a lot of guys. Yeah, you're going to have to show the wolf howl on film and say, this is who I am on the field. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. And the person that makes me feel like it's always going to be okay on a Friday is our dear friend Carol and the chick who doesn't know sports. Back with us once again to break down the week that was in the sports world. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? What a week it was. Wow. Boy, I mean, Super Bowls and every other thing. Super Bowl and other stuff. Okay. Well, (laughs) what what are we starting with? Are we starting with the Super Bowl or the other stuff? Yeah, let's take it back. Let's throw it back to Sunday. Okay, Super Bowl Sunday. About 6 o'clock, 6.30 p.m. Yeah. The lights go down. Mm Mm-hmm. The uh, pyrotechnics go up. Right. And out walks Shakira. Uh Uh-huh. And pearls are clutched across the land. (laughs) Women and children cannot handle that some women were dancing 
shaking their booties. Uh-huh. And um, I was shocked at how many people were offended by this show. Is that right? Really? Even as a mother of like adolescent boys, this didn't bother you? No. To have them, were they watching? No. Well, no, because you were skiing. Did no. you even see the show or are you just reviewing what you've seen elsewhere? The only thing I watched on Sunday live was the halftime okay. show. Okay. So, you and a hundred million other people. It's the only thing I watched I'm live too. I'm not bragging. Though, I'm no, just I know. letting you know. No, That's... I know. I'm just, I'm just saying like the only part of the Super Bowl I watched live was the halftime show too. Yeah. And I was trying to watch the duration of the game. I know. You were. It's you the were, only uh... times the moms would shut up. Mm-hmm. Well, because they were judging, they were angry. I don't know what was going on. No, my mother loved it. Okay, well, loved like loved the best thing of her life. Well, that's good to hear. Well, it's not that good to hear. It should at least be the second best thing in her well, life. No, right, this, I mean this or is third. so far down the list. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> my brother and his two sons are significantly uh, higher wait, on the list. Oh, for right, sure. Right. My yeah. cousins. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, after you've told me how mean you were to your mom growing up. Oh, my gosh. I'm just preparing you for the wrath that's coming from your kids. No, my perfect angels. So, no, my kids did not watch it, um, but I wouldn't have cared. The only thing that was offensive was the camera people were the ones who were going. A lot of of low angle shots. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't J-Lo's fault. Well, I mean, it was not, I mean, I don't, I'm not here to sign blame or anything, but it wasn't an accident that they were standing down, you know, at the field level with the camera right at the stage side. You know, that's all I'm saying. Right. I and mean, the whole thing is prepared. I, I get that, but okay. I just think people were really overreacting. Welcome to America 2020. So mm. there was a lot of debate across Facebook, across, you know, our sales meeting. Um, and, I, I, and I hate social media, and it was absolutely the funniest social media reactions of all time. <laughs> the greatest that I saw was the woman who said, this was so offensive that my two teenage boys went and locked themselves in their room for the rest of the night. <laughs> don't, don't. It's that too good. Don't continue. That's don't continue. Too good. Um, my good Christian <laughs> boys had to go lock themselves in their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Have, I mean, okay. I mean, you. I think have contextualized this pretty well. Is there like a, a summation of this here, or is it just sort you, of so putting it out there? Obviously, you're not offended by. In it. conclusion, yes. Relax, everyone. Okay. Cheese. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. Great. So the Super Bowl winners were the Chiefs. Yes. The Kansas City Chiefs. Very good. Kansas City, Missouri. Coincidentally, right. where my mother was born. In oh. 1941. Just a fun was Canadian. fact. In no, my Kansas dad's City? Canadian. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, just can, thought, you know, if there's ever a trivia. Yeah, where we need where to was The chick who doesn't know sports, parents born, yeah. mother. Or if you yes. want to steal my identity, I guess. But mm. isn't that a question? I don't know. Anyway. Well. So they had a little parade and yes. powwow after. Yeah. And that Travis Kelsey guy in a Louis Vuitton jacket. Right. Really sounded dumb. Uh, now, see, this is this is where, you know, the things that you bring here, which I love, okay, this is where you are just wrong. You got to okay? draw the line. This is, the, the, this is when so When people that are supposed wrong. to sound smart sound dumb, like the president or the speaker <laughs> of the house, that's dumb. When an NFL Pro Bowl tight end sounds like a meathead, 
He, I mean, come on. He first he, that's of all, what he is. He was out there impersonating Ric Flair. He's not right. even being he's wearing himself. A, he's wearing a professional he's, wrestling he's belt. acting and rallying the crowd up. It's I thought shtick. pep rallies were before games, not after. I mean, this well, is so- remarkable. Right <laughs> I mean, this you've hit a new. I mean, I realize it's right in the name of the segment, but this is this is digging now deep below the surface. It's the championship parade. Don't you remember Jim McMahon and Chicago Bears thirty five years ago? After you win the title, that's how it works. And then everybody shows up, and then you arrive at some place, and everybody drinks beer and throws champagne and yells into microphones while the crowd gets frothed into a frenzy. That's what you do in the United States of America hmm. four times a year for four different championships. What are the other championships they do this for? The NBA Finals, uh-huh. the NHL Stanley Cup Championship, and the World Series. Right. Now, in my memory bank, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan didn't sound like that when he was addressing the crowd in Chicago. Well, right. Michael Jordan was like, in depending on who you listen to, the biggest fraud in the history of oh. pro sports. Oh, my goodness. Kobe Bryant all about, sound like absolutely that. nothing to all do with about it. the brand. They're not all gonna sound the same. I just think it would be nice if you didn't sound like a meathead. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's well, just again, it's again, beyond, again, again, beyond the pale. Again, what you're doing I agree. Here. You shouldn't try to sound like a meathead if you're like the senator of Missouri. But he's a tight end. <laughs> he's a his job is to bash people. He's acting. <laughs> what don't you understand about this? I'm gonna sound like a meathead and start screaming at you. He's got a WWF belt on his stomach, screaming "woo" like this at no, the thing. No, he was like and this. He's hammered. He's drunk and being Ric Flair. Why is that a problem? I don't know. I didn't like it. Okay, okay. I'm just oh, telling you. The my only feeling. person in America who's got a problem with Travis Kelsey and love the halftime show. I actually thought you would know him because he has a reality TV show too. What show does he have? I don't know. He was like a, it was like a 50 women in 50 the, states The Bachelor, but like Gross. all over the country. <laughs> don't you watch The you Bachelor? You are just a walking contradiction. That's what you are. You're over here just completely attention within yourself. I thought when you first started out, Travis Kelsey, you were going to go down the cliche route of what? How good looking he is, and I mean, no. he's he is sort of like the heartthrob of the NFL, right? I mean, I would pref- he had a dating show. He's I like no Jason Kelsey myself. He's no Jim McMahon. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Do you have anything else on the other stuff side of this thing? Well, today, I did want to talk a little bit about something one of my friends brought to my attention. Okay, and it's um, an owner of the Raiders. Yes, his name is Mark Davis. Davis. Yes, Mark Davis. I urge you all to Google him and check out his hair. (laughs) Have you ever seen his father? Uh, Yeah. My friend (laughs) texted me that picture as well. We're going away from the week that was, and we're going to, over the past five years, the thing that has been out there for quite a while, Mark Davis. I am the chick who doesn't know about sports. Why would I know who this person is? never been more demonstrable than today, yes. Not only is his hair... Ridiculous! It's, it's pretty egregious. Yeah. He drives a like a nineteen ninety something minivan. Minivan. Yes. And doesn't he has like a Nokia phone? Wears a fanny pack. On he's the like regular. a millionaire, billionaire. And here's yes. my question: His wife is smoking. Right. Shocking. Would she? 
I feel like I'd be, if I was about to go out with a billionaire and he rolled up in a caravan, Dodge Caravan, yeah. I'd be like, no, this isn't happening. I don't think you would. I think you'd be like, oh, a billionaire. No. Off Roll up go. in a Tesla like you're supposed to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think. But he's saving his money to buy you a Tesla. I mean, well, then we can talk. Honestly, if you're going to, if if we're if we're rating a billionaire, I don't think he's actually a billionaire. I think he's a hundreds of millions millionaire. Million. Okay. But in any case. <laughs> at what point does it even matter? Well, you're right. Uh, <laughs> it, it matters in the room of 32 guys when you're the low man on the totem no, pole in the decision making process. That's, that's definitely true. I, I would say this of people who are egregiously wealthy. Of all the people who seem to have identified the things that I prioritize in life, I should love Mark Davis. Go ahead. Yeah. You got all the money in the world, but he's driving a minivan. That's That reminds me of me except for the money bit. <laughs> well, it's I funny because I kind of think it's funny. But then I think I if think you're marrying a guy for money. But I've also, here's the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> Not that I would do that. I'm just saying. Like, if you want to have that haircut, like, do your thing. You'd be Lloyd Christmas and you you, you do it. But I my, I think that he, you know, has like a, a hair person that he goes to and spends quite a significant amount of money to do that. And that's the, the confusing part he to me. He drives to Palm Springs. Is that right? Do you know this? Did you receive? Yeah, I had to do some it? research on this fella okay. because Palm Springs, so yeah. not the heart of uh, cosmetology. Palm Springs, California. No, it's the. Uh, <laughs> there there um, might be no better example in America of the way that the world has changed than the glory and swagger and utmost reputation that Al Davis and the Raiders once had, compared to what now his. What Al Davis became and his son is now and what the Raiders are now. Which by At the one way, point, the Raiders were playing, I mean, Super Bowl II. Well, Packers th- versus Raiders. Hey man, I think the, no, but I think the Raiders are, are on the come up. I mean, they are, but you know what I'm saying, Gruden. though? You know what I'm saying, though? Circa 1975, Al Davis sitting up there just win, baby, wearing the leather jacket. John Madden's yeah. the coach. You got multiple Super Bowl trophies. You got all the AFL trophies. And then by the end of his life, he was the absolute laughingstock of pro sports and then handed off his franchise to his son, and they have been... I don't think it was a laughingstock of pro sports. Mm, man, Al Davis towards the end was pretty bad. He had less clout than any other owner in the yeah. NFL by quite a bit. He became senile. He was doing such bad roster moves. But, I mean, again, I mean... It's, this just, is... it's just crazy how you can fall from grace well, just because of time. Tell me about it. Time is the ultimate winner for all of us. We will all fall from grace. Except for Tom Brady. Oh, he's already fallen. Uh, Carolyn, this has been this has been something today. Uh is there do you have more? I was just gonna say I I in researching Mark Davis, I learned that the Raiders were moving to Vegas. Yes. This was news to me. Oh. That's yep, all. They're moving I'm to breaking Vegas. it now. They, what? <laughs> Shocking, Carolyn. Thank you for filling us all in, giving everybody the update that the 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 Raiders are going to Vegas. They're going to play football on the Strip. I don't know what to do. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. 
Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's Friday. Everything that happened in the weeks in this week in two minutes right now. I thought, man, this guy might score 50, and they're still going to lose. Hello, Montana. Has just looked like deer in the headlights. I mean, there was really nothing going on. There is no give to their take. I think the ultimate frustration from basketball fans is when you literally can't get a start. I said that I would not be shocked if Montana State went ahead and won this basketball game. It wasn't long into the game, though. It's very clear that that wasn't going to happen. In a sweet irony for the Grizzlies and a cruel irony for the Bobcats, the Grizzlies gave the Bobcats a taste of their own medicine in terms of what the Bobcats have done to the Grizzlies the last three years. Travis DeCure, he is the alpha dog. He is the tip of the spear of the whole program and everything else, and there is no question about that. The rivalry in terms of the fanfare around it has taken a slight step back, and it's because the Grizz have won 18 out of 19 times. There is no question. Head and shoulders, the most versatile player in the Big Sky Conference is Saeed Bridget, and it's not close. Nah, I'm not even going to go down that road. Travis said, wait, did you come out of the game? And he said, yeah, he goes, I took you out. He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. You could just call it dumb. Well, it's about time that we had our first ever NHL player come in here and talk to us a little bit. My journey to the NHL, definitely uncon- Conventional. I played my first NHL game when I was 29. You know, I grinded it out in the European League, kind of worked my way up all the way to Sweden. I persevered. Derek Ryan joining us from the Calgary Flames. For a hockey player, you always dream of playing hockey night in Canada, Saturday night in Canada. It's pretty fun. Ted, in 1763, who was the great-grandfather <laughs> of the man who would eventually lose Super Bowl V? I'm just kidding, Ted. Okay. Give me one of the two guys that were younger. Good job. Joyce, look at you. Even Idaho, who's in the last place, is more dangerous to me than Idaho. Yeah. Shante Leggins joining us. He's the head coach of Eastern Washington. When you got guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot in pretty much almost every position, it makes it pretty easy to coach. I always tell the guys, to be unpredictable, it's pretty hard to guard if you're unpredictable. Todd Simon's got these guys playing their butts off on defense. They straight guard you. We don't care. You watch Southern Utah warm up. Well, certainly undeniable the bodies. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. watch these guys warm up, you're like, excuse me? That is a ticket to a bye. Those guys were so physical impressive. Uh, 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 I know the kid knows how to win. I remember a guy that can play safety in the Pac-12 should be able to play corner in the FCS. This was an anomaly. I just think that you can out-recruit yourself to death. They're better than you. Then you need to get better. I thought I was going to hate this. I thought that this was not going to be a good thing. Go get it done. Wonderful. Another two-minute mashup to round out the week on a Friday. Nice work, David. Coulter, where are you at? Feeling that? Loving it. It was great. <laughs> Good job, David. Very creative. I uh, and you don't even have to listen to a week where you make a false prediction. You did. You know everything you know, was good. I there. don't know. I mean, sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time. I live outside my own mind. <laughs> David Market, put that in the next one, boys and girls. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. We will see you on Monday. Look forward to that with everybody. We'll reload a bunch of giveaways next week. So join us then. Detail new on is ESPN Radio.
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 